straddle across the great divide within our spiritual community. So this is uh, Dan and, and I'm with Darren and we're here once again and this is uh, uh, January 11th and uh, a good five days after uh, January 6th, the big whew, wild scene that happened in Washington DC. And we really want to address this. Uh, and it is begging for some analysis and some clarification and some uh, un unpacking here. But what I'd like to do is um, step back for a minute and just give a little bit of backdrop to what we're trying to do in this broadcast. Uh, and uh, so, um, <clears throat> so, Basically, what we have is that in the last 30 years, certainly, there has been what we might call a new spiritual unfolding. There's, there's, a, there's a, a whole upsurge of people who are uh, bringing in new spirituality. You know, a lot inspired by the Eastern philosophy, and you know, and then Ram Das comes in and. And then you have Deepak Chopra and 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 Marianne Williamson and you know, a lot of kind of big names who are who've been helping to chart this, what we might call new paradigm spirituality. And so this has been going on uh, very nicely for quite a while, and uh, but then there has been a a sort of a subculture within that. New, we call we might call it new paradigm spirituality, um, that has uh, sort of been inclined to go a little bit deeper down, maybe what we call the rabbit hole. Is looking in, you know, more behind the scenes of what's the nature of reality and what's the nature, you know, certainly of consciousness, but. Um, uh, you know, uh, the, the complexities of, you know, the galaxy and are there other life forms out there? And so I have uh, feel like I've you know, sort of been very kind of exposed to this um, uh, sort of subculture within the New Paradigm Spiritual Movement um, that, you, you know, I've been to the Conscious Life Expo in L.A. and then a number of times to the New Living Expo in, in San Mateo, California. And, and you have people like the Hurtaks, J.J. and Desiree Hurtak, who I've studied a lot with. I've spent a lot of time with, and they've done the Keys of Enoch and, you know, incredible sort of new dimensions of the spiritual uh, vista. Um, and, 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 you know, and Graham Hancock has been a featured speaker at these things, and he's looking at a lot of like ancient archaeology. Uh, and then David Wilcock, you know, is looking at uh, deep insiders and Michael Sala, uh, you know, um, um, uh, looking at the secret space program and the idea of disclosure and are there other ETs and, you know, things happening in this world that are, uh, you know, quite controversial and quite difficult to, to fathom and, and to understand. So 
basically you have what uh, would be the seeds of what we could call conspirituality. So spiritual people who are the bottom line is we're per, per, uh, you know pursuing spiritual consciousness development and uh, and 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 that we're dipping into what could be called conspiracy. You know what's behind the scenes. You know. Uh, is there a nefarious elite that is running things, you know? So then, four years ago, comes Donald Trump. And I think that was a very pivotal uh, uh, influence in the direction that the conspirituality movement has taken. Because he, uh, he tended to uh, attract and inflame and inspire a certain portion of the far right that was into dark conspiracy, you know, people like Alex Jones, um, you know, who were looking at the, you know, the the global elite and the globalists, quote unquote, and uh, you know, calling it, the, you know, the deep state, and so they, they they brought in this sort of fringe, radical far right that were talking about things that were also sort of intersecting with the conspiritual movement. You know, and so I think that what's happened over the course of the last four years is that is what we would call conspirituality has uh, fallen prey to some blind spots and they've gotten caught in what is, I think, a most significant development is, is that they have split off from a sort of a mainstream consensus checks and balances and fallen into a, a kind of an alt media um, um, ecosystem that is like a hall of mirrors that, that is braced itself against uh, anything that's mainstream. And mainstream is seeing uh, being seen as sold out and mainstream media is owned by just six major companies and, you know, and it's all corporate influence and it's all mind control. And um, and so so I so so what Darren and I are looking at is unpacking a bit of the blind spots that the conspiritualists, including myself, I would say, you know, have found ourselves within. But and and we want to do that today. But what I want to do uh, is is just another sort of point to this is to clarify a little bit of um, I, I was thinking today. A little bit of the difference between Darren and I, and that um, um, I, I think that I was realizing that I'm more involved in the conspirituality, quote unquote, uh, sort of movement. And his, historically, having been to a lot of these, you know, been exposed and working and involved in this whole, a lot of these, the 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 the, the, the arenas that I mentioned, disclosure, secret space program, you know, her tax. And, um, and although Darren has been in, involved in, you know, he's uh, certainly open to conspiracy, JFK, maybe 9-11, he's been a little less sort of on the track of the deep part of conspirituality. And um, so I think he's maybe a little bit, a little bit more braced against it or, or a little bit more uh, critical or, or maybe a little less patient in understanding with it. Um, so, however, Darren uh, brings a profound um, foundation of incredibly highly developed spiritual process. 
and what he would call mastery. And in my exposure to Darren, I would also call it mastery as well. Um, in his quantum healing process, his working with the, uh, uh, the microcurrent technologies, being an innovator of those technologies. And so that's what, so Darren is bringing a very powerful, like living process to our spiritual movement. He, he is an incredible asset here. And, um, and we're having this conversation. There's a little bit of a, a somewhat of a little bit of a creative tension between us in our involvement in the conspirituality, but we also things see things very, you know, very similarly. So, so there, so that's that's all by way of an introduction, and um, and this brings us to really the the main topic of today, which is. Uh, what happened on January 6th and what's, what's its significance to, uh, to conspirituality? Right. Take it away, well, Darren. Yeah, well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And um, that, the picture you painted of what conspirituality is is very helpful context for people that aren't familiar with that, which I think most people are not in that, familiar with what that implications of that word is. And just to clarify my own relationship with conspirituality, I think all along I have really believed that there are major conspiracies going on in this world, not just JFK and 9-11, but I've always believed that there is a, an elite of financiers and politicians and lobbyists and who knows who else that are just been yanking the chains of the rest of the human race and gathering more and more wealth and power and reducing, you know, pulling wealth out of our societies through central banking. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not somebody who's really a stranger to that. It's just that I, the, the impatience you've picked up on me is that when I hear a lot of people repeating a lot of stuff because they hear it on alt medias, I'm impatient with that. If they haven't really done their own homework, they haven't really like independently looked into it and investigated it and they're jumping on a bandwagon and I have tended to be somewhat impatient with that. So I think that's maybe a clarification I want to say about that. But I really honor a lot of the things that conspiritualists are saying because I feel there's a lot of truth in it. I, I'll just before I go into the, the, what happened last week, my perception, which I think I really want to share here about this, is that I, I personally am friends with quite a few people who call themselves Trump supporters and are also in a spiritual um, mode. And people I actually respect as being truly spiritual in the sense of that they've walked their talk, they've, they've, uh, you know, done a lot of service in that way. They've practiced, they've cultivated their consciousness in many ways. And many of the things they say I can resonate with, or at least be open to that, wow, you've really done your work. Like again, like one a couple I visited last summer were very strongly focused against vaccines. So this is something that I don't have expertise in. And I was going to say, yeah, you know, I'm very open to that. You can really very well be right. Maybe here's a blind spot for me. The problem I had is that they seem to come into like a catechism like of where because they're against vaccines, they're automatically discredit anything about global warming, discredit the Black Lives Matter and think it's just part of the deep state and there's really no big problem with racism in our country. And kind of there's like a package deal that they step into that there's a set of standardized beliefs that go along with somebody that's quote unquote conspiritualist. That's the part I've been impatient with because it seems downright stupid to me. And I'm just going to use that word. 
It seems unintelligent. It seems mm -hmm. like giving power away. It seems like a step back from being a truly spiritual person. But yet, being you know passionate about some of these individual things or, or a collection of issues, I really honor that, and I, I would count myself as part of that. So I just wanted to clarify that piece of it. Very good. So, so going to what happened last Wednesday, mm -hmm. I was just saying to Dan before we started this is that in one level, we could say it was like a shot across the bow of a resurgence of the people who lost the Civil War a long time ago and were forced to give up slavery and, and white supremacy to, and little by little had to take white you know, through reconstruction and carpet bagging and so many things had to gradually give up um, having legal blessings for white supremacy. Like Voting Right Act was only passed in the 1960s. Lynchings continued well into the, the last century. And so th this is, I see this as like, you know, basically threat of a new civil war starting over the next nine days, a very credible threat too. And, you know, the law enforcement in this country is having to mobilize and look at who in their own ranks is sympathetic to that movement. And it's a, it's a big thing. So what happened last Wednesday was the logical outcome of Trumpism. It was just the place it pretty much had to go based on everything he's been putting out. And I guess on the more, you're, you know, you referred to me as someone interested in spirituality and fifth dimensionality. And I don't wanna use this time just to say my political beliefs and current events so much. But what I feel that I've gotten through my own sources of guidance is that what happened last Wednesday goes back to a time before this planet was even created. That this is an ancient, ancient polarization that's been going on. And I think the Star Wars movies are actually pretty damn accurate about something that really did happen. That there really have been some, these different forces in the universe that have been in conflict and that have, and it's, and it's manifested in many, many different ways. And that you know, goes back to the time of Atlantis. It goes back to many ancient civilizations. And it seems like that this, so I'll put that aside and just speak a little more relatably that my own feeling is that what this movement to, to question the results of the election and to go into violent overthrow of the government because of belief that the election was stolen is really based on a thing I would call white privilege. We really want to call a spade a spade. It's basically a refusal of white people, certain amount of white people in this country to truly, truly accept that a black woman who was just elected vice president, and then to add insult to injury, the descendant of a black sharecropper and a young Jew were elected to the Senate in a what used to be a deep red state. I think those were such tremendous insults that this movement just had to say, we're being we're being lost. We have to take all this back. And so I, I see that you know, this kind of um, this white privilege has to do with a combination of needing in some level to keep white people in control along with denying the fact that we have a tremendous crisis in our environment, which is actually, if we really so clearly, it's a much bigger issue than all this other stuff people are focusing on. So I think it's the, it's the refusal to face the painful work that's needed to address those things and to, pro, and, to, and to prolong this idea of white supremacy that I feel is behind what happened last Wednesday. 
Okay, right on. Wow, you just went from Star Wars to the Civil War to... <laughs> I was all over the place. To the next nine days. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I and and this, this is where we can see how Darren and I are approaching this in a little bit of a different way. So Darren is focusing in on what is essentially what we would see as our kind of an obvious display of an eruption of archetypal rage that's coming out of um, essentially white America, you know, and people who are uh, pumping the Second Amendment and uh, who, who are very upset at the liberalization of this country. But I would like to step back and look at January, uh, January 6th, last Wednesday, um, through the eyes of conspirituality. So, and, and this, is, this is where it gets really dicey because you, you have people within the conspiritual movement. So people in the conspiritual movement now are, you know, it's, it's, it's become fractured away from this new paradigm spirituality, as I was mentioning. So people on Facebook, you'll notice, you know, friends getting radical, going, you know, off the deep end, it seems, you know, this is an example of this split. And so what we're doing is we're tracking the split. We're, we're not just dissociating ourselves from it. We're like, what's going on here? And in fact, I think that um, the conspiritual movement, if you call it, or the subculture um, is a necessary outgrowth of the blind spots within a more mainstream culture and a more mainstream spiritual culture, that they have to uh, break away in order to be able to be, look into some incredibly difficult issues. Secret space programs, Star Wars, what is the history, the galactic history? That's all very significant. So, but in January 6th, what we're seeing, what was absolutely fascinating is after, almost while it was happening, but definitely right after it happens, you can see coming out of alt media memes that were basically um, apologizing to this, not only apologizing to Trump, but distancing themselves from what was clearly a, an assault uh, by a mob that was inspired by the Trump rally. And um, they were, you know, immediately you could see uh, um, like, uh, you know, posts that were, were, were talking about blaming Antifa and, um, and uh, um, I, I, I got a, a quote from somebody that, that they were part of the rally. And these guys are very much, um, you know, part of the conspirituality. They're, they're deep into the whole vaccine issue. And they're saying... Um, you know, the reality is that the Patriots were infiltrated by Antifa, dressed like Trump supporters. And Antifa was destroying property and breaking windows. Antifa, this is insane because Antifa is 
fiercely, I mean, people, it's, Antifa is a, is a concept and people who are like anarchistic, fiercely anti-Trump because they're anti-authoritarian. And it's the Antifa that has shown up at these Trump rallies and they've come head to head. So the whole idea of Antifa leading you know, infiltrating these Trump supporters is the mo is 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 crazy. Except that when you think of it as that, that that they're saying it's a false flag. This is where the conspiratorial people are saying that the Capitol event is a false flag, and that it was a setup to try to whatever uh, you know uh, demonize the Trump and 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 the whole movement of you know patriots. But um, uh, you know it so so. Darren and I want to look at the blind spot that a conspiritual movement is vulnerable to, where they become complicit with a very dangerous turning of events, and um, and and you know, and by 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 being a part of a, a movement that is literally seeking a violent overthrow of our government because they think, number one, Trump won the election by a landslide, and number two, you know, that the election was stolen from him. These are two points upon which the whole thing is sitting on. And we can say a lot about that, but I'll just, I'll just maybe take a pause. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's a, I, I think George Orwell was brilliant. The fact that he came out with that book, 1984, An Animal Farm, back in the 1940s. And he was so prophetic because he introduced ideas into human consciousness that I think most people hadn't considered in that kind of way. He was talking about in the future. At that time, 1984 was the far future. <laughs> we don't see that now, but at that time, he was talking about the far future. There could be a situation where the official things you hear are exact opposite of reality and people are used to accepting that. Like the Ministry of Peace is the place they tortured political prisoners. Um, you know, like they, and everything was like a big brother was you know, the top you know, totalitarian dictator. They call him big brother. And so they set this up where people were so brainwashed that they were just used to taking lies as falsehood and they could not distinguish anymore. And the whole world was based on always finding some other, there was three major countries back that he said in the book, 1984, Eurasia, East Asia, and whatever the other one was. And that one would always be at war with another one and allied with the other one. They would just keep switching off who was at war with who. It was just all played to keep people completely discombobulated and submissive. And it's such an interesting mixed bag because I believe the conspiritualists don't, they're aware of that and they don't want that to happen to them. They don't want to be made submissive to a totalitarian government where somebody injects stuff in your arm and robots and you know tiny bots in your arm are telling Bill Gates you know how much vaccine you've had. I mean, and I, I actually have some sympathy toward those concerns. Okay, so I'm not dismissing that as crazy. Um, but, I, but then it's interesting that both sides are terrified of a totalitarian government controlling them. And and there's probably some validity in both viewpoints in certain specific areas. 
But I feel that in this case, the bigger lie is being created by Trump's people, a much bigger lie. And I'm just going to go on record. It's not equal because that's another part of it's another way that that totalitarian dictators and, you know, discombobulating viewpoints get entrenched is they create this extremely horrible thing and then say, now meet me halfway and realize, well, from there to where you are, we, you know, common decency, if, you know, at least be decent and, and say that there, there's equal possibility, both are right. And that is not logically true. You know, like to, to go from, let's say, life before Hitler came into Germany, however that was, to Hitler Germany with concentration camps and Gestapo and all that, and to say, well, you know, both sides have sort of justified, you know, let's 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 be able to look at that and, you know, look at it. No, one was clearly wrong and evil and against nature and against it, the Ten Commandments, against everything that's decent in human <clears throat> beings. The other one was a mixed bag of whatever, right? So finding a halfway thing is not justified in all cases. In this case, it's a, this is the big lie that Hitler talked about and Hermann Goering, his propaganda manager. If you tell people a small lie, they'll question it. If you tell them a whopper of a lie, they'll often believe it. And the big lie is that Trump won by a landslide. And I want to you know, just very briefly say that I think rationality still has a place. And here's a few just rational facts. One of because you said, Dan, that this whole big thing is based on the fact that the election was stolen from Trump. That's the wind behind the sails of this, you know, new civil war. Is that Trump and his lawyers took the best evidence that they had and went in front of 60 different courtrooms. And a high percentage of those judges, I don't know what percentage, were appointed by Trump, were you know, Republican leaning people, and presented the best evidence they had that the election was stolen and were kicked out of each courtroom ranging from just perfunctorily to actually angrily get the hell out of my courtroom with this crap 60 times now i think a rational person could look at that and say if trump really had, had evidence that the election was stolen at least one of those 60 judges were appointed some many were appointed but would have at least looked into it or you know had it but they all just said forget it it's it's nothing so this is like or this is Orwellian. This is basically taking something which is completely false with no basis in truth, and somehow getting huge numbers of people to believe it and be willing to create tremendous carnage and damage because of it. So, I'm going to call a spade a spade. This is not a case of meeting halfway to that type of thing. And something I want to say about the spiritual part of it is that I believe that light work. I just like the word light workers. You know, light workers meaning people of any walk of life whose hearts are are open who want to who want to honor life that want to bring the light of their true self to be part of the solution to the suffering of fellow human beings i mean that's what a light worker is and somebody who's connecting with a higher frequency of light not just you know humanistic ideas about helping people but they're really bringing through a power a divine power as much as they can that light workers have a tremendous important role now in taking us through this painful transition into a higher level of life that we're on the brink of. That's often called the ascension of consciousness. And I believe we're right at that. We're trembling on the brink of that. And my concern, Dan, is that you used the word co-opt when we were walking yesterday. I believe that this, this narrative of the um, like you were talking about how conspiritualists, many of whom are really many high level, you know, really honorable people, um, 
have have somehow jumped on the bandwagon with this movement of white supremacists, violent white supremacists, and the good that they could be doing to really bring the pure light through from a more neutral and unpolarized viewpoint is being co-opted. And that to me is this, you know, is quite a loss. Um, if I could judge anything as being a certain way. And I'd like to know, you know, what you feel about that. Absolutely. I, I think uh, <clears throat> that really gets to the crux of, I think what we're doing here is that, um, that it's exposing the, uh, I don't know, the, um, the, the, the blind spots and the, uh, the, 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 the shortcomings of discernment uh, on the part of people who were engaged in the spirituality, conspiritualist, you know, orientation. Um, and, and that insofar as there's blind spots, we're being played. And we're, be, we, you know, and, 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 you know, insofar as these websites that, you know, uh, what conscious evolution, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's, there's a, you know, golden age of Gaia, you know, there's a bunch of different uh, websites where you tend to see more of this conspiritualist, you know, thinking and, you know, they're, they're not, they're not talking about, man, we're, you know, what happened on January 6th? I'm, you know, uh, is, has this, has, 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 uh, you know, so, um, so, so it behooves us to, 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 to really self-reflect. And I think that's where we, where we want to go today. And we don't want to really go much longer than this because we just want to put a, a little stake in the, in the ground here to say, um, uh, you know, to, to you mentioned George Orwell and you know double speak and you know the the idea that that these people went into the Capitol to get computers from Nancy Pelosi, so they now have evidence to show that her impeaching her movement to impeach is because she's trying to tried to do damage control of this damaging information that is found on her computer that's shows that she's complicit with this false flag event. I mean, you know, this is crazy making. And I'm telling you, people I'm talking to, the complexity of what's happening with all this is starting to hit a peak. It's pinning the needle. And, and people are having a really hard time keep staying, keeping their bearings. And so, so we're really trying to hold space for that, you know, the people who are engaged in like looking at what's going on with the coronavirus and the pandemic and the you know the vaccinations and and um you know that 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 we're 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 still with you you know that that this is all very important but we want to bring discipline and critical thinking so we do so we we guard ourselves from getting pulled into what could essentially be called a cult there are, there are um, a hall of mirrors in this breakaway post-fact environment that is seeing anything outside of its own little environment is completely dis disconnected and bought out. This is, this is a definition of a cult. And um, so I want to just point to a, 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 what I found was very helpful 
um, there is a podcast uh, called State of Emergence that's run by Terry Patton, and he interviewed Stephen Dynan, who runs the Shift Network, and he's a very big, you know, sort of host of uh, hundreds of thousands of people who are working within this new paradigm spirituality, and they were very. Um, they, they brought a lot of insight in terms uh, into this whole phenomenon of the post-fact um, conspiritualist challenge. But they don't really understand what conspiritualists are really trying to fathom. And so that's where we're not, we're, we're still hanging in there. We're, we're straddling, you know. And, and, and so, so hang in there with us as, as, as we continue to, to process all of this. But, um, but as Darren says, the next nine days, um, uh, absolutely, there, there's a shot across the bow. Uh, you know, patriots are coming out in full arms to take over the, to take over the government of this, of, of this country. So take it back. And the whole idea of the, the Constitution and the founding fathers and the whole you know, the, the foundation of, of, of America, that, that is, that's so confused and it's so caught in, in, this, um, in this ideology that we have to be very discerning and frankly, you know, not be complicit with just insanity. So like that. that's my case with insanity. I think All that's right. a great way to great thing to okay. say. Okay. And yeah. And I I'm feel like we, mm -hmm. I want to say a few words about just what we positively okay. can do. Mm -hmm. Because we, we're, we've been stating a problem here this whole time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Life is not really a problem. Life is a solution. I choose to go in the ocean solution. Okay. So one thing is that we have to have more courage to speak our truth mm -hmm. from our heart, not mm -hmm. from our minds as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Because being timid and holding back and just wishing it all goes away is not, is not really serving right now. This is a time where each person has a light to share. And so um, Dan and I had a meeting with two of our close friends who are more open to some of those conspiratorial thoughts that he's talked about. And it was really great having the mutual respect <clears throat> while we had dialogue, even dealing with difficult issues. So I believe we need more of that. The second thing is if you're a light worker, if you identify as being somebody who is dedicated to embodying higher light in your life, please know that you have a tremendous power to bring that light through to help illuminate this situation. And, you, and the simple thing you can do is spend some time during your daily meditation, or if you're not, don't do daily meditation, take a few minutes just to sit down, focus, visualize the capitals of all the, the capital buildings in all 50 states, Washington, DC, any place that's affected by this, and just see light around it, just see harmony, see peace, see, just see the people in the United States having more love because this is very, very powerful. Like this, this higher light is ready to pour through anybody that gives it a tiny iota of a chance. It puts their critical doubting mind aside. So this is something I'm committed to doing every day. And I invite you to, in whatever way your heart guides you, to start bringing your positive energy to the situation. Don't bring just your fear or concern. 
And I'm, I'm open to offering any guidance on that. If you want to contact me, I'm actually having meetings, you know, free meetings that people can join in where we do this together. But anyway, um, let's not go into fear. Let's take our power of love and positivity and creation and use it in the situation that sure is needed now. Very good. And that having small pods of uh, people that we can have little conversations with to uh, share our anger in a way that isn't polarizing. Yeah. But we can witness each other and, and honor the difference in the way our understanding is moving through us so that we can metabolize it, so we can shift our frequency to a, a, a higher level of, of that love and, and light frequency. We have the power so, to do that. We really do. Yes. We have the power, brother. Yes, we do. And all of you out there. So thank you for thank you for joining us. And, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Yes. It's a it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Uh, be well. Uh, be safe. And uh, peace. See you next time. Bye. Bye.